The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. And I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And welcome back to the podcast that washes down its disgusting recipe videos with disgusting cocktail videos. So last week we watched a, uh, or talked about a recipe that is made, made the rounds on Facebook of uh, disgusting pull-apart buffalo sauce bread that just needed more buffalo sauce. <laughs> yeah, a shareable bucket of wet red bread. Oh, wet. Oh, yes. Stack it, bake it, pull it. With Put both hands in up to the wrist. <laughs> just Share it with your friends. It. You got to get that hot, wet bread all over your, all over yourself. So, uh, well, you got to wash that down. You need something to take the edge off the heat of all that buffalo sauce. So you found a, it's a Pokemon-themed uh, recipe. The Pokemon one is the one that I happened to send to you, but everything. Oh, you know on what? Answer this for bartender. me. Answer this for me. Mm-hmm. Is it Pokemon or Pokemon? Like Pokemon? Do I need to oh. not say the e? Because I always say Pokemon, like I'm Pokemon. But I've also been been yelled at for saying Pokemon, and that it's just Pokemon. I'm sure it's Pokemon or Pokemon or something more Japanesey. Yeah. Right. Uh, I like to say Pokemon, sort of half half ironically, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was tried tried to get myself in the habit of saying the Pokemans because like Grabowski hey. ran into me like at the height of the look at the that Pokemon Pokemans phase over summer. there. Yeah, hey, uh, we walk. Viva and I walk by some guy and he and he says, uh, "Hey, you guys, uh, you guys playing that Pokemans?" It's <laughs> so confusing if you don't know what he's talking. If you can't like translate that, it's possible. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not too familiar with Pokemans, Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon, then uh, you can go back and forth with that guy for a long time. Right. If you translated you know, it from Japanese to Grabowski and back to Japanese, it wouldn't be Pokemon anymore. It wouldn't make any sense at all. <laughs> It'd just be gibberish. Who knows how he says Digimon. Yeah. Hey, di- Digimon, d- Digimans. Hey, hey what, uh, you got them Digimans? Uh, Digimans. Da- Daga- Digimans. Digimans. Hey. I don't know. Well, um, so what? What? What makes this a uh, a Pokemon? Pokemon? I don't know how to say it anymore. Damn it! I've always <laughs> said it, Pokemon, but now it's in my head that I can't say it that way. So anyway, what? So what is making what this, makes this Pokemans? Pokemans. What makes it Pokemans? I think that they superimposed a picture of a Pokemon character next to the glass. That is what made it. Pokemon? No, I did. <clears throat> I clicked on. I saw a picture of it here, and it looks just like a mudslide, right? Like you go to Chili or TJ Fridays and get yourself a mudslide. Well, this so this is TipsyBartender dot com, and this is just like what was it called? Taste Made was that the the site that puts the horrible recipes in your Facebook? Mm-hmm. This is a site that puts horrible drink recipes in your Facebook. And every Tipsy Bartender ones- recipe that I've ever seen is just an abomination. It's just every alcohol they find, and then usually something blue, you know, some kind of blue vodka in it. But Yeah, it's like the things they would pour into your mouth in a barber chair in, uh, in uh, Padre Island, yeah. right? Exactly. 
Yeah. Well, like our like the food abominations that we cover a lot of times, like the the horrible fast food things that we find. This is a matter of uh, sticking food where there isn't food. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, sticking booze where there isn't booze, or sticking food. Well, you're sticking into food. food where there is booze, right? You're <laughs> right, sticking food right. in your booze. It's like, I guess it's the this is the opposite of a Bloody Mary in that it's sa- the Bloody Mary is so savory, whereas this will give you instant diabetes. Instant diabetes. So it's got all the crap of a mudslide. Like first, you, first it says fill the glass with chocolate syrup, and yeah, then put a nice. They like coat the entire glass with chocolate syrup. Yeah, I mean, there's probably 400 calories of chocolate syrup there, mm-hmm. and then a couple scoops of ice cream, and then what are the what are the boozes like Bailey's and Kahlua All, and yeah Bailey's Kahlua and, and yeah, and then some more vodka on top of it, just to you know, just for some extra regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then whipped cream, chocolate syrup, and then the piece de resistance. Two ho hos jammed in the top, just just jammed in there, right? Everything on ma- it's just like when they take pizzas and they fuse horrible things on the edges mm-hmm. of pizza because they see this crust is not enough food. Stick yeah. mozzarella sticks in it. Stick yeah. tacos on this pizza. Everything on Tipsy Bartender, they jam something in the top. Uh, either a food, like they just put some Snickers bars in your mm-hmm. in your in your uh, in your Manhattan, or <laughs> a lot of the drinks seem to have upside down beer yeah. in a cocktail. Or like they'll make a margarita and then they'll just jam a bunch of Coronas in the top upside down. And I don't even know how that works. Like, how do you do? You drink it I with guess the, the bottles more... slapping you in the face, and w- as you drink the cocktail, to, the beer pours out. You're supposed to use a straw, and then uh, as you, yeah, as you drink it, it's like one of those things you get for your house plants that you <laughs> stick in. Oh it, right, when you go on vacation. Yeah, this just <laughs> it, but instead it just keeps you full of beer. But doesn't that just water down your drink with a beer? It beer downs your drink. Yeah, it makes That's your margarita disgusting. taste like beer. And then, yeah, why do you want your margarita to taste like beer? Why anyway. would you want anything that is not beer to have a beer poured in it? Yeah. It's I a, can't think of anything that is better by having a beer poured in it. The other thing, your glass. The other thing about Tipsy Bartender is that... Is that everything they make is a giant mess? Like <laughs> every drink they make spills over the sides of the glasses, and uh, like they pick it up and there's a giant. It's, it's a it's a mess. They're they're slobs. The way they they build these drinks, and this one's no different. There's chocolate syrup, purposely. Besides the fact that he coats the entire inside, there's chocolate syrup uh, drizzled on the outside of the glass. So I can't imagine Just what your face get all looks of like. Cups. <laughs> How do you even? pick this up because you pick it up and it's, it's it's coated in chocolate syrup on the outside and the inside. Well, are you supposed to take the ho-hos and just throw them in the garbage? Because like, if you eat the two They're ho-hos, garnish, you're not going to yeah. say, I need to wash this down with an entire sundae. It's, that drink that I'm looking at here has got to be 850 calories. Don't ah. you think? Maybe even pushing a grand? Is it? Oh, I'm sure it's pushing a grand. I'm sure it is. Is there even – is this just like when you go into a restaurant and they have some $25 burger that's 17 pounds, and if you eat the whole thing, you get to keep keep it <laughs> or whatever they Well, do. you're going to keep it. <laughs> is this just man versus drink? Is this just a gimmick to get clicks and to get people into – Yeah, I, I highly – one, one, it doesn't look it, – it, like you said, unless there's a picture – Next to the drink, you'd never walk up to and go, oh, this is the Pokemon drink. 
You right. know, it's just you just walk up to it and go, "Why are there ho hos in this mudslide?" Yeah, it doesn't come in a poke poke ball. It doesn't have yeah. P- Pikachu sticking out of it. It's just a pile of ho hos that somebody dumped some vodka on. Oh my gosh. Here's one. Oh my gosh. Here's the uh, all blue everything cocktail. See, that's they. Every cocktail is some kind of everything cocktail. Blue curacao, blue moon ice cream, blue oh. candies. I see blue Skittles, blue M and M's, and blue jelly beans, and blue gummies. Well, they and- love to. Uh, Tipsy bartender is very much a. Uh, I guess you'd call it a spring break. Uh, you know, spring break leaning uh, mm. audience or something because every drink is filled with like gummies or Jolly Ranchers. Uh huh. Um, in this case, ho hos. But uh, I mean, who does that appeal to? Like, who? Uh, certainly not someone who's what you'd consider. I don't know, someone who enjoys to sip their their scotch. Yeah, nobody who enjoys spirits at all. Someone no. who hates spirits. You, someone you only make these if you cocktail. if all you ought to do is get drunk and and cover the the flavor of the alcohol with uh with high fructose corn syrup two blue icy popsicles and an upside down mini kinky blue bottle whatever what is mini kinky blue Uh, it's another kind of blue alcohol that's probably half sugar right so there's two popsicles uh, (laughs) like three handfuls of candy an upside down bottle of blue stuff uh in a in a glass full of ice cream and blue curacao. So this could only be for a surly alcoholic eight-year-old. <laughs> and now it's time for Holla Don'ts, where there is always one ant you don't want to get stuck under the mistletoe with. <laughs> Old Auntie Snaggletooth. <laughs> Old Auntie Slobbermouth. <laughs> old auntie kisses too long. Yeah, old auntie, auntie drunken handsy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so holidays are fast approaching. You got a lot of activities going on, huh? Well, we do. I mean, the party circuit is going to start pretty soon. Uh, this week, we decided. How did this start? Oh, we decided. Melissa decided that she wants Viva to watch some holiday. Movies and classics and holiday-themed things when she gets screen time. Okay. And so she started to... We have a little problem, so now we're living on campus, and campus is abandoned, which is kind of fun, so we're living on the abandoned campus. But we don't have DVR service set up yet. So right now we have cable, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. But we can only watch things that are either... Download, you know, on those streaming services yeah. or on television. So nothing that is on cable can we tape hmm. and watch later. And boy, do I feel like I am uh, the pioneer woman or something. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you're cooking for a family of eight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a desert island talking to a soccer ball. That is how low tech my life is right now. And, of course, you think you don't watch anything on cable or network until you don't have a DVR yeah. and you realize how many things you wanted to watch. Um, so my mother had called and said, uh, do you want to watch uh, or do you want to show Viva Mary Poppins or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because they're both on network TV right now? Oh. Is and Mary Poppins considered a Christmas movie? Definitely not at all set 
at anything like Christmas time. <laughs> but but they're showing it family-ish. In... Okay. And Professor Foster had just been online looking up uh, what might be on Netflix or Prime for people mm-hmm. to watch. And then looking up, I can't believe that we were doing this unironically, but she was using commonsensemedia.org. You know, I've done that too. Uh, just there, there was a couple times with movies that I wanted to watch with Ellie because she, she asked to watch them, and I would just wanted to, I couldn't quite remember. It was one that I had seen before if it got inappropriate. And, and it is. At first I was afraid that the site was going to be um, – Kind of like crazy religious. Everything's got to be, you know, super like innocent. Faith but it, based, yeah, faith, yeah. But it's not, and and it actually is fairly. I would say, well, <laughs> it's fairly common sense. Hey now, it, it you know when it comes to the things that it warns you about, and it says you know yeah you could watch this, but you might end up having a conversation about guns. So mm-hmm. it doesn't say like never watch this movie with your kid. There's a gun in it, but it just says hey they, there's a scene. With some violence, including guns, so be prepared to have a conversation about guns with your child. You know, that's neat. Even as a category for consumerism, yeah, I do I worry saw. about things like the Pokemans. I worry about things that are based around tricking a child into buying things. Isn't that the only reason cartoons exist? Well, it's the only reason they existed when we were kids. I mean, everything was a toy. Some well, stuff got toys. deregulated in the '80s, so it became those toy commercials. But now, if uh, I mean, they make toys of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, but that's a PBS show whose purpose mm-hmm. is to teach you how to Dougie or whatever you do with that show. <laughs> Be friends. <laughs> so what are the holiday movies that you can watch with Viva? <laughs> oh, wait. Covetous Media does have a category of uh, dinosaurs. Like if there's dinosaurs in it, it's heresy. And oh. <laughs> uh, you, you can't watch that. Is there, is there a separate category for like Jesus riding a dinosaur? <laughs> This movie says the Earth is more than six thousand years old. Don't watch this with your kids. Um, no, it's not. Well, we found a movie uh, called Santa Paws. Oh yes, of the of of the Paws franchise. Is it a Paws franchise? Yeah. Well, there's. Um, uh, I guess Santa Paws does that fall into the Air Bud franchise? Well, parents need to know this extension of the popular buddies. Yes. Pop- so is this a spinoff of Air Bud? It all started with Air Bud, and then there was Air Buddies or whatever. The, 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 somehow there's a perpetually puppy pack of uh, Air Buds. Of Air Buds. Is the Muppet uh, Baby Air Buds? They are always, yeah, and they are always puppies, and they're always in movies together as a pack. When and, they start to grow up, they put them on that Logan's Run carousel mm-hmm. that kills them like they do the guys in Menudo. <laughs> And fresh puppies come out the other side. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Santa Paws uh, is an extension of Air Bud. They are the sire, or no, Air Bud is the sire of the stud. They put they put Air Bud out to stud, and he has sired multiple litters generations of. of multiple litters of of the buddies to be in the movies. Didn't Air Bud come out when we were youngish? I feel like, it, yeah, like teenagers maybe we were too old for it, but it, it was out around that time because it wasn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas in it or something like that. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm sure, just throwing been three, dead for decades. I'm just throwing three names together there, but <laughs> wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald in Air Bud? <laughs> <laughs> 
So the Santa Paws, yeah, we've seen, I believe I've seen Santa Paws. It has something to do with... It weirds with- me out when these franchises, unbeknownst to you, like under your nose, last for decades. Like, they're still churning out the land before time. Yeah, and I don't know who I saw the first it. one in the theater as a child, and now I am an old, old man, and they're still making them. Mm-hmm. Uninterrupted. It's not like this is a reboot. They never stopped. At this point, the dinosaurs are probably riding around with Jesus is on them. <laughs> So is uh, uh, so Santa Paws, yeah, kind of falls into a category of uh, <laughs> of of Christmas movies that you could watch um, because they are innocent, but they also are gonna. As a parent, you're you can't sit through this too many times. I can well, assu- I can assure you of that. And have you seen it? You've seen some of those Air yeah. Bud. I've seen babies? Santa Paws. Oh, you've seen Santa Paws? Well, I thought that it would be a low-rent, crummy thing. Yeah, not not enjoyable for the parents. And it would just be, I don't know, dog reaction shots, right? Like some mall, some grumpy mall security guard gets kicked in the crotch, mm-hmm. and then a puppy turns and looks at the camera, and its puppy eyebrows go up. And then children laugh. They say butt a few times, and some of the puppies pass gas. Somebody falls into a giant cake or a swimming pool. Right, you're bringing back so many memories. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Every time somebody falls into a cake, yeah, that sums it up right there. I mean, that's get those Santa puppies! Wow, that that uh, condescending dowager fell into that large cake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the villains aren't really that. I mean, they can always be foiled by puppies. So, how bad can they really be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't see uh, Assad getting overthrown by puppies. <laughs> maybe Although, that's, maybe that's what they need. Yeah, in Syria airdrop. is just a they just need to airdrop a whole bunch of puppies. Airdrop, bud. Air airdrop, bud. Well, I think that this movie might be far more harsh than I am ready for, uh, because here is commonsensemedia.org's description of the movie. Parents need to know that this extension of the popular Buddies puppy franchise will be appealing to kids, but the movie's themes of loss, neglect, and abandonment might be too intense for young or sensitive viewers. Some actions take place in a foster home where a mean caregiver locks kids in a basement and takes away mementos of their dead parents. (laughs) But if your kid can can stomach the harsh stuff, the talking puppy and jolly Santa will surely bring them joy. Oh my gosh! Well, I guess in their in, in their uh, mission to be common sense, they just lay it right out there. <laughs> like they don't beat around the bush. Straighttalkexpress.org. Straighttalkexpress. <laughs> That's great. That uh, I can't. I cannot see Santa Paws having a. A theme like if so if you were to if you were to sit down the producers and the director of Santa Paws and you say tell me what the themes of your movie are I don't think they'd say well loss neglect and abandonment are really <laughs> what we're all about in this movie that was in the log line for the movie yeah <laughs> uh, a, a group of whimsical puppies explore loss neglect and abandonment in when a they world foster children locked in a basement <laughs> in a world where a caregiver takes away mementos of your dead parents. <laughs> Only one four-legged creature who's experienced loss, neglect, and abandonment can save you now. Grab your things, I'm going to take you home. 
<laughs> so you probably cried during. I probably would cry during Santa Paws. We didn't watch it. I don't want to see mementos of dead parents. You didn't. See you thought this was going to be too much for Viva to handle? Too much for Viva. Too much for me. Too much oh, for come our on. ancestors. Go for it. Come after us? No way. <laughs> come on. I think I think they this common sense was too common sense. Like I said, Look, it I says think- if if you can take the harsh stuff, including foster kids locked in a basement while mean caregivers take away mementos of the dead parents, the talking puppy will bring you joy. I like neither orphaned children being beaten and locked in a basement, nor puppies. I'm sure they I'm like, sure I they throw puppies. in enough jokes in between the beatings and the neglect to make it <laughs> make it a good time. You know, they want you to have fun. How many people need to fall in cakes to offset uh, foster children <laughs> locked in basements? That's a lot of cakes. So what Christmas movies can you watch then? Uh, what well, about what about How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Not the cartoon, but like the, the Jim Carrey version. What? Too long. That's like sick. It takes a, it takes a 20-minute cartoon and stretches it out to two and a half hours. Well, I mean, you get at least... Uh, 68 minutes of Jim Carrey mugging, so... <laughs> yeah, you do. The other minutes are rounded out with Christine Baranski. <laughs> She's a delight. What are you talking about? She's one of the She's... save on makeup. <laughs> I love Christine Baranski. She's one of my people. I'm a Baranski. <laughs> Polish-American legend, Christine Pol- Baranski. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. The Polish American Academy for the Arts recently awarded her with the Lifetime Achievement Award. You can never take that away from her. You leave Christine Baranski alone, you monster. She deserves everything she's ever gotten. The best, the best sidekick in TV sitcoms. Her and Candace Bergen. What was it? Was that, was that Candace Bergen? Was that what was that? I'm trying to think of what she was. The, no, Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. Candace Bergen. Does <laughs> not get so high rent as Candace Bergen? No, no, sorry, no. She gets a, <laughs> she gets Sybil Shepherd. Ah, she was the best friend in Sybil. She was good at that though. Well, uh, okay, you can't do Grinch. You can't do Santa Paws. What's left for you? you well, do- she took one look at uh, the Rudolph puppets and said. Nope. nope, 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 yeah. <laughs> nope, 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 nightmares, nightmares. I yeah. octane nightmare fuel. So, well, we watched Mary Poppins. It's not very holiday, but oh. uh, we got through it. What about... What we learned, though, is a yeah. movie on network TV mm-hmm. is too long for a child to watch because it's a two-and-a-half movie, a two-and-a-half-hour movie yeah. stretched out to six hours of commercials. Yeah, you can't. Until you can DVR it or... Uh... Uh, watch it on one of the streaming services. You can't just sit down and go, well, Mary Poppins is on with commercial breaks. Let's sit down and do that. Yeah, because, boy, did she get squirrely. I guess I remember as a kid when you had to watch things on network TV, just having an awe striker and a hiss tank in each hand, and on Mm -hmm. commercial breaks, you smash them together. But she was just, like, lost and afraid when commercials came on. (laughs) And, boy, do commercials make you dumb. I haven't watched a commercial in five years. Yeah, they're still uh, out there. I mean, they haven't gone away. There was one that starts off with, why eat yogurt when you can wear it? <laughs> Uh-oh. So there's there's an wearable yogurt now? <laughs> well, uh, I think we got our episode title. 
the a great companion piece, the shareable bread. Shareable bread and wearable <laughs> yogurt. Well, I always tell my kids in writing classes, don't uh, don't ask a rhetorical question that isn't really rhetorical and might have an answer that you don't want. So why eat yogurt when you can wear it? Because it's smelly. Because <laughs> it's dairy. Nobody wears dairy. It's, uh, what do they call it? Body yogurt. And it's... What? <laughs> I guess moisturizer? Yeah. It's yeah. a moisturizer? Uh-huh. Is it Moisturizer with fruit and granola. <laughs> Is it, yeah. Or, ow, ow, ow. I guess it exfoliates. Get the extra granola. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Another commercial uh, began with, sometimes my gums bleed when I brush. And then they show her sink, and it's full of blood. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Uh, I don't want to see that company's feminine hygiene ad. And any infomercial that comes on for like as seen on TV products, Viva must wonder, you know, how these poor people, you know, do anything because they can't. They can't like hold a cup. They can't hold a cup of juice and a cup of pretzels without <laughs> spilling them both. So they need one <laughs> cup that combines them both. <laughs> Somebody in their house with a full-size ladder trying to change a light bulb while spinning in circles, breaking all their furniture with the ladder. I love those. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so, and that that'll make you dumber for sure. So yeah, yeah. that that's kind of out. Uh, Our new uh, there is a holiday commercial mm-hmm. that is we've seen it. We saw it during Mary Poppins, and we saw it uh, before Moana. And I, what's it for? I don't even know what it's for, but it features Brad Garrett from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond as a Frankenstein who wants to sing Home for the Holidays out near a Christmas tree in a town square, a modern town square. And he starts to sing Home for the Holidays as a Frankenstein, and the people shun him until a little girl sings along with him, and then everyone sings. And it is a deadly serious, weepy, like I'd like to buy the world of Coke kind of commercial. And it makes my wife cry and cry and cry while I scratch my head <laughs> because it seems to be, I don't know if it's supposed to be a metaphor about the other, you know, like the, the, the other or the lonely or the disenfranchised at Christmas, but what it actually is is a movie, is a commercial to make you empathetic to the plight of Frankenstein's at Christmas. Well, every Frankenstein needs a home. <laughs> for the holidays. For the holidays, yeah. Open your house to a monster. <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond. Oh. Nobody loves Frankenstein. <laughs> so is there anything, uh, you have another, another, another movie on your list that you're going to next? Uh, and you just started this. We got to make Viva watch... Uh, you know, Christmas movies anytime she's on the screen. Is she too young for White Christmas? I know she's too young for, for It's a Wonderful Life, which is also 50 hours long. I was thinking about taking her to the uh, the music box for the, like, White yeah. Christmas in a theater with the sing-along with the organ. Kelly she that? loves, she's, she's been watching White Christmas every year since she was a little girl, and she loves it. So I think you can, I think you can get her into some White Christmas She'll love the musical numbers. I just She'll don't know how much yak numbers. in there is. Yeah, there's not a ton of yak, and they always find a way to, you know, they always find their way to a musical number fairly quickly. But they do have to move the plot along also. So there's all, you know, every time they've got to make sure to move on to the next beat, they'll, because uh, the songs don't really buy do buy war bonds it. for 20 minutes between numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, what about uh, like Miracle on 34th Street? Is that Boring. get too close Long. to the heart of it? Yeah. Long. Oh yeah, and it's about like it would certainly. She doesn't know that there is doubt as to Santa's uh, <laughs> veracity, right? Not we've already talked about how she's uh, how she's working on you know she's she's building an ontological framework for her holiday mythology. I don't want to tear it down quite yet. Yeah, you might be kind of limited then. You got any short ones? What about the Mickey uh, Christmas Carol? Okay, that one might actually be now on Netflix right now. You can get you know the Legend of Frosty the Snowman, uh, which is doesn't he die? No. Uh, well, he is snow. Yeah, but he's animated snow. Uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas is on Netflix. You can check that one out. We tried that last year. It seemed to be a big mishmash of Mickey cartoons. Mm-hmm. It didn't really hold together. I think that's pretty much what it is. We also watched Mickey's Twice Upon a Holiday, which featured the uh, a cartoon about that she really wanted to watch with Daisy and Minnie ice skating. Mm-hmm. And being in a fight, and it was like the most misogynist thing ever. And I say that as someone who kind of hates women. <laughs> like they were just awful harpies to one another. Like the worst female friends you could you could illustrate in a cartoon of how women are bad friends to each other. Oh, oh yeah, I have seen that one. They yeah, they completely fight with each other. I do remember that one. Now you could you know if you want to just go the opposite direction. I came across a movie. Um, that I have to try. I haven't watched it yet, uh, but it's called what's it called? Something, uh, something about like it's called the export. Um, and uh, it's, uh, rare Jason export. Statham. It's called, and the you got to watch the trailer for it. But Jason Statham is Santa Claus, and he's got to bring a a sleigh full of deadly gifts across. 2000 North Korea. 2010. And uh, it's the eve of Christmas in northern Finland, and an archaeological dig has just unearthed the real Santa Claus. But this particular Santa isn't the one you want coming to town. Oh, yeah. When local children begin mysteriously disappearing, young Pitari and his father Rauno, a reindeer hunter by trade, capture the mythological being and attempt to sell Santa to the misguided leader of the multinational corporation sponsoring the dig. Santa's elves, however, will stop at nothing to free their fearless leader from captivity. What ensues is a wildly humorous nightmare, a fantastically bizarre polemic on modern-day morality. It is uh, rated R, and it has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, how many people have seen it to give it that rating? Well, uh, let's see. Right. I mean, I always do like a good Yalmari Hellander joint. It's uh, <laughs> it was budgeted at one point eight million euro. I don't even know how much that Roger, is. Well, Roger Ebert said it's a rather brilliant lump of coal for your stocking, hung by the fireside with care. So I think he enjoyed it, and then it gave him jaw cancer. There's a great line in it. Oh, what was the line in the trailer? I wish I could remember it right now. I might have to. Uh, but there, there's some scenes from the movie where, like, they come upon a field of just dead reindeer. <laughs> you watched this. What what mood were you in, or what time of night was it that when you watched a Finnish horror comedy about Santa? 
Well, I didn't get to watch all of it. I just got to watch the trailer, but I, I do want to see it. I don't know where I can watch it. It's uh, oh, it is on it is on Netflix. That might just be uh, you know. So anyway, if if you if you really want to just uh, take you know Viva to the other the the far end of the spectrum there on Christmas, you can always go with the rare exports. Rare exports. Is this part of a series? Is there a franchise? Is there a, like a shared universe of rare exports? Oh, I don't know. Because I would think you could, unless Santa killed all the guys. You could, you could do one for, like, them. the Easter Bunny. <laughs> right. They keep digging up all kinds of uh, mythical the creatures. Tooth fairy. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, Kurt Russell and some Finnish guy sitting back-to-back in a burning ice fort, wondering if one of them is secretly the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, folks, it's that time of year when you do a lot of shopping on Amazon, so why not put some of those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? Do it by doing your holiday shopping through the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. It's simple. Uh, When you want to buy something on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com, click on support. You'll find the Amazon portal. Click on it. And you're there. You're in the Amazons. Uh, buy what you're going to buy anyway. Don't sign up for anything. Do not pay extra. Amazon knows you came through the portal. They send us a portion of their profits. We use it to pay for the show. I'm going to have to go on Amazon, Todd, because I need to replace a bunch of my daughter's Play-Doh. Oh, have you been eating Play-Doh again? Uh, I got into it again. I've fallen off the wagon. <laughs> Just can't uh, pass I mean, up we- that salty treat. Yum, yum, yum. Now, we replace it all the time anyway because she's a child, so she leaves the oh, caps the lids off. are off. Yeah, then you mix colors, and then you just end up with one lump of brown. Right. If you play with it the way they want you to at all, it is designed to destroy itself, so you must purchase more. It's really a single-use product if you use it the way they do in the commercials because they are right. always stacking colors and making all these you know, cheeseburgers and mm-hmm. cupcakes. And as soon as you do that, you're not getting those colors apart. She's got a some big ice cream station thing that it's all extruders, and they oh, want yeah. you to extrude swirls, right? Swirls, so <laughs> extrude multiple colors. And that's so it's it. really it's really not a not an not an ice cream maker. It's really just a play doh ruiner. <laughs> it's a deluxe play doh ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw some pictures on Facebook, but it, we had a big snow last week, and Viva and I went out and we made a, a jolly snow person. Yeah, on your abandoned campus, right? Yes, sir. We got a lot of square footage to roll. We could have, we could have been like Calvin and Hobbes and made oh, yeah. 30 snow people in a giant scene. And I, you know what? If I hadn't had a child, nothing ruins uh, <laughs> childlike things like having a child with you. Yeah. And nothing ruins you had, a You would have had the kid. Battle of Gettysburg in Snowmen, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have had, you know, we have a bunch of lightsabers. I could have done the whole, like, Starkiller base scene. <laughs> with all the young Jedi? All the young Padawans? <laughs> with all the, uh, with all the um, First Order dudes and all the uh, Kylo Ren's and, and, and what have you. Oh. Uh, but uh, instead we made a snow princess per Baby Viva's request with a, a tiara. Uh, and I could not find, because we just moved, I couldn't find all our good snowman buttons. Uh, Wait a minute. Punt. You have specific snowman buttons? Like, you're like oh, they, these are snowman buttons. Don't use these for anything else. You don't? <laughs> Do you, you keep it in a little organized snowman button? I have a mahogany box that says uh, <laughs> it's got sn- snowman uh, buttons embossed in the top, and mm-hmm. it's, got, uh, it's lined with velvet. <laughs> 
keeps them humid. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got humidity control. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a bag of, of buttons that are just right for a snowman, and they stay in a bag, and then they float around, because where, where does that live? Like, where is the snowman button drawer? You know, well, does it go in the junk yeah. drawer? Does it go in the tool box? Does it go with the... What, the snow shovel? Like, where does it go? Who knows? I think it's weird that snowmen have buttons anyway, because what, bu- what are the buttons holding on? Their skin? It holds their soul in. No. <laughs> snowman without buttons is, ain't even a snowman at all. Got no soul. <laughs> that there's the devil's work. <laughs> so you found your, so you had to make do without your uh, snowman, your specialty uh, uh, pottery barn Snowman buttons. That's right. Well, the the clock was ticking on the baby's uh, attention span. Yeah. So I had to hustle. So I ran in the house and I grabbed some of her play doh. Otherwise, you'd have a snowman without a soul. So you're like, I I need some I need some buttons stat. Right. Or we can't we can't uh, we can't bring Michael it. Keaton back bring... to life. That's right. <laughs> we can't give a regretful dad another <laughs> shot. <laughs> De estranging himself. <laughs> See, you know, that would be a good horror movie. Like, all the buttons, one at a time, are falling off a snowman in the yard, and when they all fall off, the evil thing gets out of it. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's like Beauty and the Beast with the rose, but with the devil. Silent night, kill you night. <laughs> Silent Can't use that night, already. holy crap. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, so, right. See you next week, folks. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, so we took the Play-Doh man. and we balled Play-Doh. it up into fake coal shapes, and oh. we put it. In, and it was great because I could give it a little more shape. So she wanted a snow girl, and I made it, gave it lips like, like sexy oh. lips. You know, like uh, pouty lips, duck, Rocky Horror lips, doing like a yeah. duck face, giving an Angelina, Maquina <laughs> face. Oh, that's pretty. I've never heard of using Play-Doh on a snowman, but it seems semi brilliant. There's a reason why you haven't heard about it. We also gave it oh. a heart. Talk about bringing it to life. Like, I made a purple heart because it was injured in the snow wars, <laughs> uh, the Battle of Hoth. And I put that where its hot heart is, and I gave it blue eyes because I'm racist, and uh, um, red lips, and, uh, you know, rosy cheeks. And immediately, upon coming in contact with the snow, the Play-Doh started to lose all its dye. Oh. It just started, the color started leaching out. And running down the snow. But all snow is is just water. And well, maybe you can't get Play-Doh wet. Have you ever played with it in a tub? I haven't. I don't know. the the uh, The old Chinese man that sold it to me told me not to get it wet after midnight. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> or don't feed it after midnight. I can't remember which one, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're shoving snowmen into blenders and microwaves. <laughs> They're swinging from fans. You're killing Polly Holiday. So the uh, so the dye starts to to bleed into your snowman. Well, we took a picture really fast. Like mm-hmm. I wiped off the bleeding color parts, <laughs> but we made we set the snowman up so it would face her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> she is so upset. Oh, nightmare! It started off like even by the time we got in the house, it looked like Tammy Faye Baker. I got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could just see every time Viva looks out her window, the snowman gets like 10 feet closer. <laughs> then she turns around one more time and it's at the window with its <laughs> like, dripping, 
stripping colors down its face. Yeah, well, it's Carrie at the prom now after a couple of days. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. Hey, if you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick, it's easy, and it helps other listeners find us. Read our weekly paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever tiny humans are making lists of whatever consumer goods they want to wake up to a free pile of. Free pile! (laughs) Uh, Pile is not going to be big at our house this year, mostly out of laziness. (laughs) Not out of lack. (laughs) That's what sucks is that this was supposed to be the year of, like, Kelly's full-time, I'm full-time, let's, you know, and we're just too lazy. So it's a small Christmas. And now it's time for, but wait, there's more. That's where when you buy this set of steak knives, we throw in a free set of steak knives. They actually do throw them in, so you have to duck. (laughs) (laughs) You're either going to catch them or you're going to wear them. Uh, So, you know, this time, this, this should be... This should be the best time of year for candle companies, in particular places like Yankee Candle and Bed Bath and whoever sells candles. Or the, um, the least miserable time of year for candle companies. Well, you know, it's when they – this is when they make their gravy or whatever. However you say that in what's – the, what's the term I'm trying to think of? I don't know. I don't know. I don't work in the candle industry. <laughs> how they this is when they get to burn the candle at both ends. Oh, hey now. This is where they make their wick. This is where they twist their this is I don't know. I don't know. This is where they make a lot of money. Cuz yeah. if you don't know what to buy somebody, you're you're pretty darn sure you're going to get them a candle, right? I mean, <laughs> don't that's lo- know you so well, I don't love you so much. Uh, <laughs> candles are a thing, right? <laughs> candles are a thing. Everyone's got to burn a candle. So, you know, I just remember in the 90s uh, spending a lot of time at the Yankee Candle Workshop. But, I, uh-huh. you know, they called it the Yankee Candle Workshop. I never saw them once workshop anything. There was no... You don't, you don't dip them there? It's not like a no. like a colonial village or anything? No. What do you, what do you call someone who makes candles? A candler? Like, uh, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick Stick. maker. That's dull. You think, of, you know, like there's coopers, right? And, yeah. Coopers and uh, cobblers and haberdashers and... Uh, all kinds of fun What's names. Candlesmith. No, just a candle maker, candlestick maker. Uh, they don't know. They don't workshop them there. They're all prepackaged. No, so there's and no workshop. Are they very Yankee-ish? I guess it must be a New England thing. I don't know. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They all taste like lobster, and none of them have the stars and bars on the side. Yeah. So you. <laughs> Uh, and you know it was always about the sense, and you get all kinds of fun stuff that you know they were. It's all about the sense and abolition. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but they're in a pickle right now, uh, Yankee Candle, because uh, they had to recall. They had to recall. Uh, oh, recall notice! News you can use. That's right. Products. We're here for your safety. You got to check your barcodes because you might need to. Uh, take this one out from under the tree and find something even some other garbage to give somebody yeah. a, Is there still a, you don't uh, really care Yankee about. candle didn't work out uh perhaps they still make pepperidge farms <laughs> yeah here's a Is that what i'm thinking of here's pepperidge. a jar of artisanal salsa <laughs> 
So uh, let me see. How many? 31,000. That doesn't seem like that much to recall. 31,000 candles sold in the U.S. and 300 I don't think they're, candles. they're dealing with gigantic margins. So they're going to track down. 000. They're going to track down 300 candles in Canada that they sold. Not just knock on the door, you know. Excuse me. Do you have a mocha? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a mocha frappuccino mocha candle? Eh? Frappuccino candle. <laughs> oh no, it's Canada, so it would be. Uh, uh, Do you have a um, a moose? Um, <laughs> you have a back bacon and uh, Molson <laughs> candle in here, eh? Molson. <laughs> it turned down the rush. I need to. <laughs> 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 a Molson and back bacon candle <laughs> even begin to smell like. Oh, uh, but yeah, they got to track down those three hundred <laughs> Molson and back bacon candles. And uh, why? Because um, luminous the- candle collection, uh, capital L, capital C, which is weird. I don't know why you would. Like, there are no candles that are not luminous, or they would be terrible no failures. Dark candles, yeah. I want those mm. non-luminous candles. When the candle is lit, the glass jar may crack, posing a possible laceration hazard. Yeah. Um, I suppose if you're actually handling it when it cracks, if you just like to sit on the couch and hold your Yankee candle uh, by yourself. <laughs> just feel that warmth. The well, feel if the you're warmth in and... Canada, you live in like an igloo, so you're holding the candle with both hands. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, take off, eh? The glass cracked and cut through my toque. <laughs> Isn't a toque something you wear on your head? I think it's a hat, yeah. <laughs> the glass went flying. It went flying. All right, well, um, you need to immediately cease candling that. Cease burning that candle. And take it back to your nearest Yankee Candle workshop, and they will workshop you something completely different. <laughs> Full thirty-five dollar so refund plus one free candle of their choosing. Oh, wait a minute! Who's choosing Yankee Candle? They're gonna fo- they're gonna foist a candle on you. You know, right? The one they can't sell. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna take this, this one. Smells like cat pee and broken dreams. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need this for? My house already smells like cat pee. I'm gonna cover it up with more cat pee. <laughs> Wait, thirty-five dollar refund? How much does a Yankee candle cost? Well, if it costs thirty-five dollars, then uh, I guess that's why I've never—I haven't gotten anyone a candle since ninety-seven. Oh my god, thirty-five dollars! That must be uh, some candle. Well, here's it a is. gift you don't like, but uh, in my in my uh, uh, to, to defend me, I did spend a fortune on it. <laughs> yeah, I would rather get thirty-five dollars worth of scratch-off tickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's some of the some of the smells that you can no longer partake in. Okay. Um pine and sandalwood, so uh, just the the outside. Sure. So What's sandalwood? Open your door. I I don't know. I imagine it's just another kind of wood. Doesn't wood smell like wood? Uh, well, sure, but pine smells piney. Sandalwood smells Sandalwoody? Why would you Sandal combine wooden. two different wood smells? If you if you like a wood smell, just go with that one, right? Right. Uh, well, that's what people used to think until somebody got pine in my sandalwood and somebody got sandalwood in my pine. Oh, no. Let me see. It is a heavy yellow and fine grain, unlike uh, unlike many other aromatic woods. They, be, they retain their fragrance for decades. Decades! So if you don't burn it for decades... 
It's, are you supposed to light these or do they just sit there and gas off gas? What? I, well, that's the thing is you're supposed to, but I, I, I've known people who you get a Yankee candle for and they'll never burn it because they, they don't want to, they don't want to ruin it. Like they don't want to. Oh, it's 35 bucks. Not have it anymore, but I mean, it's what meant occasion? to be burned. I can't think of anything in my life that's worthy of a $35 candle. Bring your new baby home. Let me see. Sandalwood oil has a distinctive soft, warm, smooth, creamy, and milky precious wood scent. It smells like precious wood. Oh, so precious. And milk. <laughs> and milk. Um, I guess it has kind of an, it's like an Asian, uh, used a lot in Hinduism, uh, and is a base for a lot of perfumes from the, from, uh, from the East. See, I thought there was something sandalwoody about Indian restaurants, but I didn't want to be inaccurate and, uh. Oh, I have the ACLU up, all up in our business again. Yeah. Well, throw that one away. Okay. Uh, you can also no longer use your apple blossom and melon. Oh, that's my favorite strawberry shortcake character and her little sidekick cat, mm-hmm. apple blossom and melon. And uh, forget about blackberry and sage. That is my uh, funk soul group from the 70s. Blackberry and sage. See? We were – we were a, Yeah. We were a Shaka Khan and Rufus uh, <laughs> cover band, so we did some things written by Prince. Now, here's one. I just I can't wrap my head around. Sea salt and coral. Those do not have smells. They do not have smells. One is a rock, and the other one, and <laughs> the other one lives under the water where there is no smelling. You're gonna rock and underwater rock. Mm, t- <laughs> take a big, deep whiff of this underwater rock. Fill your lungs with salt water. Underwater, no one can smell you scream. (laughs) No one can hear you smell. Social media isn't just for Uber drivers to stalk Beyonce. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter at The Dad Test. And you can send us a question or a comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number 657-BAD-DADS. And we have a uh, voicemail to share this week. Uh, it is from uh, Michael in New York City, which I think he's going to tell you that anyway. So here it is. Todd and Matt, this is Michael again from New York. I know I left the message before, so you can decide to play this or not. But in terms of uh, favorite ways to give the middle finger, what I would do is you take a closed fist, the backside of your hand facing the person. With the other hand, you kind of gingerly look like you're placing little things in between the different fingers. You mime a water can, pour it over that fist, take that other hand then, kind of wiggle the fingers up in the air at an angle as if it's the sun, and then the middle finger slowly grows. That was my favorite. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's pretty uh, – take some time. It's probably got a good payoff, though, then. It's a good one, and it's locally grown. It's farm-to-table. You get to reap what you sow. And now it's time for talking to your kids about the talk. That's when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, and then they pork. <laughs> well, um, I love some good pork. <laughs> food pork. Uh, so I had completely forgotten that 
this was a big week in our house. Uh, well, not in our house, but for our for our daughter. Um, so th- the other night we were sitting, you know, the family's hanging out in the family room as we do. And, uh, you know, Alex is, we're talking about whatever, I don't know, just small talk. And, uh, you know, whenever, every once in a while Alex will bring up, you know, something to the effect of uh, talking to my wife, something like, oh, you know, well, you, you know, you, you gave birth to me, so... Uh, you know, whether he's trying to make some kind of point. Usually it's about, you know, uh, I'll do this for you because, you know, she wants Alex to get her a glass of water or something. He's like, I'll do it because you gave birth to me. You know, always kind of joking around like that. And normally, you know, all that, that we just move on. Well, the other day, I think yesterday is actually, uh, that Alex said something like that. And Ellie goes, yeah, out that little hole. Oh, oh. And- and I'm like, what? <laughs> I look at Kelly, and she looks at me, and we look at her, and she's it's like, uh, I think she's been holding that in all day because yesterday was the talk at school. The uh, A Life oh. Begins. Yesterday was called A Life Begins. And so they skipped the, you know, they they learned. So so we talked to Ellie. I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but we – so we're like, oh, you had your talk today. And she's like, yes. And uh, I think she was kind of relieved that it finally came up, you know. And and so right away we're like, well, how was it? Anything? you have any questions? Anything you want to talk about? And she was like, no, it was a lot. Like, it's too much. And she, uh, she – so we're like, so what kind of stuff did you talk about? She said, she goes, well, there, there was – they said sperm, and they said uh, eggs, and they and uh, and then we got to see the baby, you know, grow. And so I think they just say, you know, the man provides the sperm, and the female provides the eggs, and uh, the sperm fertilizes the eggs, and the eggs become babies, and then they get to see kind of, I think, you know, stages of growth of the of the baby and the mommy. And they must have explained what happens at birth. I don't think they, like, saw a video. That would be a bit much. But I think they uh, – although that probably would be the best form of birth control they could offer is to just make teenagers watch a video of a birth. And, uh, you know, from from that angle, from the doctor's angle, Ooh, you know. From the business end. From the yeah. business end. And I think that might that might scare off some potential – uh, well, risk they should back takers. it up there. They should be like it. It, it starts with uh, the the pool man <laughs> coming over while daddy's on a business trip. Here's a video. Here to clean your pool, ma'am. <laughs> well, luckily they they skipped ahead on, on the DVD and got just got to that part to the fertilizing the egg. So I think maybe in freshman year that's when they go into the what uh-huh. happens before that. But so at least she's got that part. She knows that. I did more than, you know, just install the car seat. Um, not much more, but I did a little more than that. <laughs> Nothing more complicated than installing a, a car seat. <laughs> no, that was the hardest thing I had to do. <laughs> but also other stuff. <laughs> but yeah. there was other things. And, uh, so, you know, so, so she's... Um, she's yeah, part- he provides the, for the, the sperm. Generally, he provides it in a cup and <laughs> <laughs> then... You know, several uh, tens of thousands of dollars worth of lab employees uh, fertilize the egg. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, um, uh, you know, so now Ellie's, I feel like Ellie's on the team, you know. She's on, she's, <laughs> it's like being on Santa's team. She's on, 
Did you pull out the Dear Lucy letter? Dear, Dear Lucy. Dear Lucy. Sex is, is all of us. Uh, we're all we sex's all little sex. helpers. <laughs> That's right. We are. Uh, so she's on the team. She knows what she knows what the deal is. Wow. She knows the deal. So um, I feel bad that we didn't tell her, but uh, this school district offered, you know, they brought it. They actually <laughs> brought in an outside company. So we had to, I think I had to pay someone five bucks to tell my kid about sperms and eggs and ovaries and uteruses and uteruses is, and uh, fallopian tubes. Somebody five bucks when we were a kid too, but it was just, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody's mean cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so she had that talk. We tried to kind of, you know, we we weren't going to push anything because we didn't want to like shut her down. You know, we didn't want to push her away by, by ma- forcing her to tell us everything they told her. But she offered up a few little tidbits here and there. And, and after that, she just kind of said, you know, I know. Yes. Now I know, but I kind of wish I didn't know. <laughs> I know things now. She knows how the sausage gets made. <laughs> so how the game is played. The, the rules right. of the trade. Uh, <laughs> So as long as she doesn't want to be in the room where it happens. Uh, <laughs> so now you can say, all right, well, if you need any more information, burn barrel full of skin mags in the forest preserve. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's your next step, right? Is she doing like backwards math now on funny sounds she's heard in the course of her childhood? Like are, is, is, are suddenly jokes on TV horrifying? You know, that what used to I go over think, her head now. I think now there's... upset. <laughs> There, you know, the things that used to go over her head are now going to hit her right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So some of those jokes and things, you know, um, I have to, I have to know that she'll probably understand it, you know, a little more than she did before. Was this period stuff too, or just well, day, day two? So I found out today then that today was the uh, boys go to one room and mm. talk about. Um, nocturnal emissions and girls go to another room and talk about menstrual cycles. Let's talk about how not equal that is. I know, I, girl. Girls, you're here once a month. Your body is going to re- completely reject your insides and push them out of your body in a <laughs> bloody mass. You're Boys, gonna average, you get, you're going to go insane. Yeah, you're going to average. You're going to go insane. You're going to you're going to fight with the people you love. Meanwhile, boys, you're going to dream about sex and wake up with good feelings and maybe a little bit of wet pants, but it's okay. Now go play cage ball because the girls have another hour. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, again, but this was just the two of us in the car. I was driving her to her piano, and I got to say, you know, so how was it? And she's like, fine. <laughs> um, so... Uh, now here's what's funny. Uh, when she, I yeah, she must her, have been praying for her mom to pick her up for the piano well, lesson. Yes and no. She's strange about this because I said uh, at first when I said, "Hey, you had did you have another like talk today?" And she goes, "Yeah, you know, the, it was just the girls and the boys separate." And uh, I said, "Oh, so you know all about that now?" And she said, "All about what?" Like she wanted me to say the words. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, so you know all about periods and menstrual cycles. She goes, yep, I know all about it. And uh, again, she's like, I kind of wish I didn't know, but I know. And uh, 
So, you know, I think her only question was, because one of the things they told her was, everybody starts at their own time. You know, there is no, like, date on the calendar when you know it's going to start for you. <clears throat> I said, but if you want, they told the girls, if you want an idea, you could talk to your mom and find out when they're started, and it's probably going to be something similar to that. Is that true? I thought there was, like, uh, hormones in the shampoo now, and everybody had their period when they are seven. Well, I figured with all the growth hormones in the milk... Mm-hmm. You know, all the girls would have six nipples by now. and <laughs> uh, But uh, that's what they tell them. But uh, I've always been under the assumption that girls are getting it earlier than the yeah. each generation gets their, gets it a little earlier. Is that a myth? Where, you know, at at some point in, your, in the diaper bag they send you home from the hospital, there's going to be, uh, you know, a box of maxi pads <laughs> right. for your newborn right. daughter. Um, we'll be ovulating very soon. Right. So at Jimboree, alongside the pairs of extra socks for the toddlers, there's also some uh, always with wings. <laughs> so, uh, so she wanted. Oh, so she wanted me to say the words. I said the words, but that was about all. Hey, she you, you me learned to say. about sperm and eggs. Sperm and eggs. <laughs> no, Dad, we <laughs> learned about eggs. <laughs> and. Uh, so I again I was you know I wanted to see how much she wanted to talk about it. I don't know how much to push this as a dad, you know. So this isn't you know it's right. one thing to be able you to don't... talk about sex with your daughter. It's a little harder to talk about like bleeding from your genitals, you know. So Right. Uh uh so anyway, I I just said, "Well, you know, uh you you got to be able to tell me, like, if some, you know, if if mom's at work or whatever, and you need something, if something happens, you need to be able to come and tell me that. Uh, she's like, I'll just wait for mom to get home. <laughs> but you might, you know, you <laughs> yeah, might not geez. be able to. So you could talk. You know, I just try to leave you can it talk out there. To me if you ever, uh, if you ever bleeding from your genitals, you uh, <laughs> you you call me, and uh, if I'm ever bleeding from my genitals, it's probably because they took a foul tip at batting practice. But uh, I'll give you a call. <laughs> And that's pretty much how we left it. Wow. So you didn't push on the sex stuff? Like no, after that I don't talk? think we need to do the sex talk quite yet. Because um, it was purely about fertilizing eggs. There was no... Yeah. I, I Now... They weren't putting prophylactics on bananas. They weren't talking about... Uh, you know, you weren't no. like, so uh, any questions about uh, butt stuff or anything? You know... <laughs> Yeah, you really don't get into that stuff at this age. And no. actually, I think what they did, that part of the presentation, everyone I think everyone was going to get the the girl boy talk. Everyone was going to get the uh separated talk on the second day. <clears throat> I think this one was an option. You, if you if you wanted to teach the your, you know, kids yourself at home, you know, if you've got the proper uh anatomically correct models and things and you want to <laughs> Uh, teach it at home. You're welcome to, but for five bucks, they have a professional company come out and, uh, you know, do that yeah. for you. So you better wanna... than you teaching your kid in the in the basement with your real doll. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you know drawing, trying to draw fallopian tubes, <laughs> and uh, so you know the the next step here is when it actually happens. Go up to the her. kitchen and get daddy a donut. I got to explain some things to you. <laughs> 
kind of the company who gets like what kind of prison work release person ends up working for a company that goes from <laughs> school to st- school and tells little kids about doing it all right girls here to talk about your menstrual cycles is butch uh <laughs> it was a- before i start i gotta let everybody know i'm supposed to tell every every time i go to a new town i gotta let everybody know that i'm on a certain registry it was a very unfortunate misunderstanding but you need to know <laughs> now let's talk about your changing bodies <laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to figure out why the tree lights won't work by sticking an ornament hook in the wall outlet. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook. Visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com, and you should call our voicemail like Michael did, 657-BAD-DADS. And hey, tell your friends about the show and let them know that they can consider a donation via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember, keep an eye out for our paternity test. It's 5 o'clock somewhere cocktail. You start by hollowing out a Portillo's chocolate cake, fill it out with a pint of Chunky Monkey ice cream, then top it with vodka, Bailey's Irish cream, Kahlua, don't forget that chocolate syrup and whipped cream, Garnish the rim with all the Krispy Kremes you could fit, and then top it with two bottles of Yoo-Hoo upside down, and go to town. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. <laughs>